Hello and welcome to this week's Hong Kong Heritage, where I'm chatting with Jerome Tam, who set up Our Big Day, a platform that helps people to plan all aspects of their wedding. We also discuss the Hong Kong traditions that go with weddings here, including what the bride and groom wear, the endowment and the tea ceremony. So our big day is a one-stop shop for three main criteria. We call it learn, organize, and share. So learn means that you can come and get content around different wedding traditions. Uh, for example, we have guides up there for Guo Dai Lai, or which is basically endowment, the groom giving uh, the bride's family uh, jewelry, in the past chicken and pork and things like that, to um, guides on you know how to propose to your future wife. But we're trying to keep our content as close to tradition as possible because in the past a lot of these uh, when people are getting married they're finding out from their parents and you know as things becoming modernized some of these traditions are sometimes missed or people don't understand where they come from and then in terms of organization yes that's a big part of what we're doing in terms of rather than couples going out to speak to let's say 10 15 photographers basically couples can come to us and fill in the questionnaire of the type of category of things they're looking for. So, like, so for example, their venue, photographer, and maybe their makeup artist, and give us their rough budget and preference of what they're looking for. And uh, we will basically go out and find the best vendors for those categories for them. And the third piece is uh, share. So right now, uh, people can order our big day. When they register, they can actually start creating a website to showcase the pre-wedding photos or during and after the event, the wedding day photos as well, because obviously in Hong Kong, wedding photos is a big part of the day. My wife's from the UK. We had a UK wedding and a Hong Kong wedding. The UK wedding, we had maybe like four or 500 photos, but in the Hong Kong one, we had a lot more than that. <laughs> <laughs> so when you married Jenny, as you say, she's from the UK, yeah. and I saw some beautiful photographs of, of actually your wedding in England. I haven't seen your Chinese ones here, but how did you do the endowment bit? So for us, we did it quite simple. We just did like a light seat type thing. But obviously, the endowment, the, the Gordai light, is a big part. People nowadays can go all out, you know, Rolexes and, and things like that. But the idea of it really was that is a present for the bride's family to say thank you for raising her. And actually in the past, once the family accepts that, that means that they've actually engaged. And then when the bride's family return half of the endowment, uh, this could be a pair of chickens and you know, butterfly cut pork and things like that. That really means the family accepts the offer to marry their daughter. There are a few meats involved. So there's fish, chicken, and um, pork, obviously, in Hong Kong, not many people do that anymore. I think my parents' generation, I think my mum my did get some chicken from my dad's family in the 70s. But the butterfly cut pork is that you have a piece of pork and it's cut into, you know, like when you have it uh, cut in the middle and it opens up like a butterfly. The idea is to symbolize two coming into one, two pieces coming from one piece. That's kind of the symbolism of these things. And most of the different various bits that go into the hair combing ceremony, the guo dai lai or the tea ceremonies all about fertility, either wishes from the family for them to spend you know, life together and join union and spend time till their hair go grey. Were you already taught about this from, say, like your mother's family? Or did you f find that now you're setting up our big day that you've actually been doing more research into your own culture? Yes. Uh, one of the reasons why we went full ahead with this project is that even though I'm marrying a, a British girl and I've been away for a little while, I think when you have a wedding, it kind of like makes you think about your own heritage. So, but to answer your question, yes, when I was getting married a year or so ago at Hong Kong one, 
uh, I did ask my family about it, and it's quite a, a fun journey to find out not only what we do in these ceremonies, but the meaning behind them and the history behind them, and it's, it's extremely interesting. Can you tell me a little bit more about your your mother's side? So you're you're saying your father is a ex Hong Kong Chinese policeman. So my dad was a Hong Kong police. He comes from a, like a family of four. But my mother's side, she comes from a family of eleven. Yeah, she comes from a very very big family. Both of my family side, kind of my grandparents came to Hong Kong. I think my mum's mum had a bit of heritage from the Macau side. So my grandparents on my mum's side actually married and met in Macau. My dad's side is from Sunway and my mum's side is from Sun Duck. So kind of Guangzhou, wider Guangzhou area. Now, when you were getting married, were, did your family, your Chinese family say, oh, well, okay, you can do the English wedding, but you need to do A, B and C when it comes to your Chinese one? To my surprise, I thought my mum would be kind of like, you have to do the Chinese one, etc. But actually, they were okay. The only reason why we did the Hong Kong banquet was just because my mum has a very big family, and obviously my grandparents are a bit older. Quite a few people that I value couldn't go to the UK wedding, so that's why we decided to to do the Hong Kong banquet. And uh, that's a great thing about Hong Kong banquet; they're they're a lot less costly than the UK wedding because you get it back from your licensee. <laughs> uh, which, which is actually this is something that we started to work on. Our big day is actually helping couples bridge that time of having to pay for deposit for whether it's a hotel or restaurant, and actually getting licensee and paying for that. So you can imagine, like let's say, the average wedding in Hong Kong costs about three hundred thousand dollars. Before the wedding day, you often have to fork out more than half that, sometimes more, and generally speaking, you get. At least eighty, ninety percent of your money back on the on the licensee, or it's actually called yanting, but licensee in English, I guess. So we are going to help couples to find that shortfall in in that anywhere between eight to to twenty four months period. Uh, I mean, because even even like myself, for example, I had to borrow some money from my, my parents really to bridge the gap. Weddings are expensive. Yeah, well, that's very interesting, right? So a ballpark figure for a Hong Kong wedding these days, 300,000 Hong Kong. So yes, uh, that's a considerable amount. And, and that's um, a small one. That's a small one? That's a small one, yes. Wow. And uh, so most people here, we'll go back to the money in a mo. Um, most people here, they'll get married at a registry or a church? Uh, traditionally, people, because in Hong Kong in the past, you can only get married at Colin Chui Drive and the registry offices. But now... Uh, people can get uh, lawyers to be present at the whether it's hotel or restaurant or uh, you know there are uh, a few locations in Stanley and stuff like that that you can actually get legally wedded outside of churches and and, and registry. So I'm talking to Jerome Tam of Our Big Day, which is a wedding platform here in Hong Kong. And uh, so you can go to it for all your, if you're planning a Hong Kong wedding. So going back to the money, so red packets, gold packets, or. Uh, it is still red, but the, generally speaking, the, the packet that you give to has a double happiness on it, and it's generally red. And often now, it's like the double happiness is in gold. Sometimes you have the, uh, the dragon and the phoenix uh, on it. So actually, the couple themselves also give out money? Yes, I think on, on my wedding, I gave out a significant amount, I see. Like all your groomsmen, bridesmaids, your photographer, anyone that's helping out on the wedding day. To be fair, my parents gave out a fair bit, I see too, because it's, it's, like a, it's a traditional thing. I think it's just a happy day, right? And it's a day of celebration. So as I see goes, these are not large sum of money, but it's, it's, it's more traditionally to show that it's a day of celebration and you know people are happy and trying to share some of that happiness with other people around them. So take me right through as a Hong Kong born and brought up man. Um, uh, um, I mean, in terms of in Hong Kong, is the proposal the same? Oh, proposal. 
I say in the past it is, but now proposal is getting bigger, and uh, there are quite a few companies actually cater for a helping the. I'm generically speaking here, helping the guy propose, <laughs> and uh, I know it's 2019, so. <laughs> uh, but generally speaking, uh, they they're helping them plan the proposal as well as filming it. Usually, obviously, in secret. And、uh, proposal in Hong Kong tend to have a lot of friends around. But to be fair, since starting our big day of research, I follow the hashtag. She said yes on Instagram, and that includes a lot of like European and also American、uh, style proposal. To be fair, America and and Europe and Europe style proposals are getting that big too, and people are filming them too. But Hong Kong, yes, people do can go all out in the proposal, and and I think in Hong Kong is about grand gesture. Whereas I think、uh, in the UK it's more about the time between the two people, a little bit more close circle. How did you do yours? What I did was、uh, so me and my now wife Jenny, she's a journalist. We had our first date in uh, Stanley. Uh, I told her that we we're just going for、um, like a five and a half year anniversary, which she found it a bit odd. But basically, <laughs> we went we went to Boat House for a bit of lunch, and I said, you know, like,、uh, and went to Smugglers for for a drink because on our first date we had a sambuca shot there. Uh, and uh, we walked down the pier, and I had a very good friend of mine, Jake, who basically hid in the crowd, and、uh, dropped a bag、uh, by the end of the pier.、Uh, and as we approached, I found a bag. Oh, what's that? And、uh, I proceeded to kind of open it, and I pulled out a suit jacket, put a suit jacket on, <laughs> and a tiny bit of rose petal and the ring. And、uh, while she was kind of like still like like kind of like saying, "Well, don't pick it up, etc.", I was on my knees and and, and proposed. Oh, lovely! So you got the proposal. Then talk me through how a Hong Kong wedding goes. When you asked Jenny to marry you, did you go to her parents first to ask permission? I did. Generally speaking, yes, it's a tradition to speak to the parents first. Usually, this around taking the bride's family out for dim sum. Generally, if you're planning a wedding in Hong Kong, finding a venue is often the, the step one. And、uh, and then finding the photographer that probably do your pre-wedding photos or destination pre-wedding photos, which is a very popular thing at the moment, where a lot of people go to Korea, Japan, sometimes all the way to Europe to do their pre-wedding photos.、Um, and then depending on the kind of like whether you go for like a banquet、uh, restaurant, or you go to like hotels, or if you go all the way up to like for example Four Seasons, Four Seasons will just basically organize everything for you. They have a wedding planner dedicated to to your your wedding. But for the mere mortal of us, generally. <laughs> Generally, so for us,、uh, we went for like a middle of the road kind of hotel. Now that you've got the venue sorted, what you would then do next would be the invites. Most people in Hong Kong still do paper invite, because unlike a Western wedding, when you invite in the guests, you actually have to include a license in there. And if it's a bride side invite, it should also include a card for cake, a cake voucher. The reason why you include a license is because you're preempting their. The guest giving you license, so it's a preempt thank you. And、uh, in Hong Kong, actually, people call it the red bomb <laughs> uh, because traditionally, if you don't turn up, if you get invite, you should still give like not the whole whole amount that you would as you go to the wedding, but you should still contribute something.、Uh, but that, I think that part is kind of changing, and people don't widely invite everybody now. People then do tend to keep it a bit smaller. And the cake voucher is similar to kind of like seeing like just spreading the kind of like a bit something sweet, you know, happiness. Then once you get all that sorted,、uh, leading up to it, obviously you will find your florist, you know, a photographer, a videographer, makeup artist, and then obviously leading up to the day, you can hire that come there like an auntie, that basically helps you out for the day, or you can have like family members to help you out, and that come there usually also organise a tea ceremony on the day. 
by just stepping back a tiny bit before the tea ceremony, the night before the wedding, uh, both the bride and the groom will get a hair combing ceremony. Yeah, so let's talk through the Chinese side, which I really know very little about. So you've taken the, um, you know, as a Chinese family, the uh, prospective son-in-law will have taken the bride's family out for dim sum, asked permission. The invitations have now gone out with uh, sweeteners, uh, you know, in terms of, is that sort of often sort of like for Maxims or something like that, or be a cake voucher? Yeah, like in the past, it was to be Maxim, etc. But actually, nowadays, you know, people go a bit upper, you know. And also, actually, uh, a lot of time, the cake shop are attached to the hotels and you get like 10, 15% off if you order it from the hotel. So that's, that's another big thing as well, yeah. So you've asked, you've sent uh, the invitations out. So now we're getting towards the actual time. So you might have, you might have gone off and done some pre-wedding photos. Yeah. So are there any more stages ahead of the big day? Yes, so one big one traditionally is Guo Dai Lai, the endowment bit that we talked a little bit about, where basically the groom's family would send over gifts uh, to an analyze over to the bride's family. And if the bride's family is happy with it, they will send half of the stuff back. And generally speaking, whatever you send is in two pairs to symbolize unison people coming together and pair being a, a lucky number. A few funny items in there, is, well, apart from the pork that we talked about and the chickens, is coconut, and that represent fertility. <laughs> and also family often send jewelry, gold, uh, predominantly. And nowadays, you know, people do can go all out with like Supreme, I don't know if you've heard of the, the streetwear brand, Supreme boxes with Rolexes and, and things like that. But it depends on how, how far you go. And you know, sometimes it's just a small IC. Uh, is enough. Traditional Chinese dry goods. So, you know, your, your, uh, shark fin is a bit less popular now, but you know, your mushrooms, your dry abalone, your dry fish stomach, uh, it's, it's things like that, that, that would go into the sending. And traditionally that, in the past, that was a really big festivity when these things are de delivered. But now what I'm also interested in is the amount of gold. Is that still a big thing? I mean, when I look at jewellery shops here, I will see often with the Zodiac sign or the Zodiac animal of that year, but it's substantial jewellery. I mean, it's not day wear at the office. So I presume, is that worn by the bride at any point? Yes. So I was actually quite surprised about gold that Jenny got. Usually the gold that the groom's family will give come in this endowment but they kind of go back to the to the grooms and you give it at the junior tea ceremony. And uh, yes, it's very much a huge part of it. And I think, you know, yes, these are not day wear. There are some that Jenny, so Jenny got uh, a really lovely necklace from my parents that it could be wear in a day. It's not just like, you know, pigs. And <laughs> Nowadays, a lot of that, and reason why it's still kept in gold is because gold holds some value. And uh, actually most of the jewelry company that sells these jewelry, majority of them charge the gold just the, the price of gold with a small amount of like kind of craftsmanship fee on top of it. Uh, because the idea is also like, this is a, a way to help the couple down the road. You know, you, you, obviously, unless you need to, you know, you don't want to sell them, but you know, if, if down the road, you, you do come into difficulties, you at least have a little bit of financial support if you ever need to like pawn it or sell it and things like that. So we've got the, the endowment, as you say, and now we're approaching the wedding day. What happens then? So on the eve of the wedding day, you would have a hair combing ceremony. So the bride and the groom would both have them. Generally speaking, they call it a whole man po, whole man gong. So the, the whole man po is for the bride. Whole man po is um, basically good luck woman or, or, or a woman that had a good life. Uh, same as the, uh, the, the guy for the, for, the, for the groom is the lucky man. And usually, 
is uh, is the mum for the bride. It's exactly the same for the guy and the bride and the groom. Uh, basically, you have a poem that you say. The first line is "yasso sodo mei," which means this one combing would take you to the end. Uh, and then it goes on. The short version has four verses or four sentences, uh, and the longer version have ten. And and all of them are basically wishes from either uh, wishes from from elder, whether it's parents or grandparents or aunties and uncles, to pass down some knowledge of how to have a good marriage, but also wishes for them to be able to have children, to be able to say things like they they will be lucky in their life or troubles won't come to them and and things like that. Yeah, this poem has been around for a long time. Uh, So do you want like the the short version with the four faces? (laughs) Yasso sodo mei, yiso ba fa cai mei. 三所以算滿地, so the first line is basically they all start with one, then two, then three. The first comb, it basically means the first combing. Uh, the combing will get to the uh, end of the hair, uh, which symbolizes obviously joining the unity till the end. Uh, to the second combing takes um, the, the gray hairs together so that you know they grow all together. The third combing would be uh, kids and grandkids all over the place for you know uh, fertility, and uh, uh, the fourth combing would be not that much argument or conflict, <laughs> which is unrealistic in a marriage. But <laughs> yeah. So this is the hair combing. So do you sit by side by side for that? No, because the this will be done traditionally. Uh, the bride will go back to their family. Uh, would be doing the family home, and the uh, groom will be doing the family home, and. Traditionally, the night before, and actually we did this, uh, the, the night before, you don't stay in the same place, even if you live together at a time. So you're supposed to stay, bride stayed in bride's family's home, the groom stays in family's home. And uh, you also have to wear uh, red pajamas, which is new and fresh pair. And actually, the bride's supposed to keep that on till the next day, where they wear it underneath their kwa. Yeah. And some people do even do their bed sheet in red uh, with like linzi and a few other uh, auspicious items on the bed. Uh, linzi? Linzi is the red date yeah, on the bed and, and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, interesting. So we're back on the eve of the wedding. You've had your hair combed. You've put on your brand new red pyjamas for the following morning in a traditional Chinese wedding here in Hong Kong. Uh, what are the next steps? So in the morning, the groom, well, bride and groom regret uh, ready. Usually by that point, the photographer is already there, capturing the makeup and the little chit chats that the bridesmaids or the groomsmen might have in the family home. And then the groom will go and pick up the bride, traditionally at the uh, bride's family home. So my wife, obviously, family don't live here, so I picked her up at the hotel room. And uh, when you arrive, generally the, the bridesmaids would have to stop you and uh, this actually quite interesting. This pick of the bride in China has gone crazy. Uh, people literally blow up and like hammer down gates of people's houses to do this. You just look up crazy Chinese picking of the bride activity. This is like people are literally taking axes to axe down the, the, the doors, firecrackers on gates. It's, it's pretty crazy. But it's just all a bit fun and games, making a bit of noise, a bit loud. But Drawing back to Hong Kong a little bit, generally speaking, the bridesmaid will make you go through a few things, like uh, doing a few games. So for me, there was like a game where I had to pick out a, a penny or two twenty cents a coin out of a ice bucket for frozen peas. The reason why it's frozen peas is because everyone knows I hate peas. <laughs> so the idea of it is that 
you know, I would go through a big challenge and move beyond my fear <laughs> to do this for her. Uh, another popular one is that you mix in something that's sweet. So in Chinese, it's tim sun fu lat. So the four flavors or the four main flavors. So tim is sweet, sun is uh, a sour, fu is uh, bitter, uh, lat spicy. So I think mine was like a bit honey, uh, uh, I can't remember the sour thing. I think it's whiskey sauce. Uh, and then there's like a, a bitterness, I can't remember what that was, and then like a lot of uh, a soy sauce in there, and then a lot of chili. And uh, I thought, because it was supposed to be shared amongst different uh, groomsmen, and given they were already done quite a bit by that point, I thought I'll just drink the whole thing myself, and it was, uh, it was, a, it was a bad decision on my part. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got an arm that no longer works because it's been in a frozen bucket. <laughs> Oh, that's good fun, though, these sort of various ordeals you have to go through in order yeah. to, to uh, marry your bride. What, what would you have had on in Hong Kong at that point? Have you still got your red pyjamas on or have you changed? No, I've changed. You could, uh, at that point, uh, uh, like uh, some groomsmen, uh, some grooms do uh, like put up the traditional clothing, but I didn't, but people can do that. Uh, I'll say that like maybe half of the people do do that. Otherwise, normally you wear your, your suit or your tuxedo or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And for the bride? The bride at this point should be in uh, Kua, and it's a traditional uh, Chinese uh, wedding clothing. It's red base colour, uh, it looks a bit like a dress, and uh, it has phoenix usually all hand sew on it. There's uh, one company in Hong Kong that, that does it very well, and uh, you, you basically rent them. And uh, once you rented them, actually they put it into a silver box, and uh, no one can rent that uh, particular uh, Kua for, for until you get married. And um, but it's it's, it's very colourful. It's very gold. It's very red. Jenny wore one as well. So you say that there's a company still in Hong Kong that hand sews these phoenixes on onto the kwa. Yes. So yes, they they still do hand sew everything on uh, on the kwa, and uh, I think they probably do that in China. But but nevertheless, they are a trusted in the in Yamate, and they and they still have all these uh, and. You know, you pay based on actually the, the price can vary quite a bit uh, based on like how many times it's been worn, how much gold is in there, stitching. But you, it's really pretty because if you look at it, it's um, it's all handmade and it's it's a lot of craftsmanship that goes into it. For the bride, is there several changes of clothes throughout the day? Yes, <laughs> yes, uh, indeed. Uh, so after the morning, and because of choir, once you take it off, you can't put it back on. So usually uh, brides wait till the guests arrive, so they're still in the choir when guests arrive and doing the tea ceremony. So once you uh, pick up the bride, then you often go back to the groom's house and uh, you start with the elders in the family first. And then unfortunately, you know what Chinese culture is like, you start with the groom's families first and the brides of the equal uh, standing in the family, that, you know, the grandparents then parents, then aunties and uncles, then cousins and things like that. And during of which you have a daikam te holding the tea, or I had my sister doing it. And uh, so what happened is that you, the couples give tea, offer the tea to the parents or, or the, the people sitting in the chair, you kneeling, and people at the chair, the elderly, supposed to be giving you some word of advice. Then there are some auspicious sayings that you give them the tea, and then they drink it, and then they give you a lysi and uh, and some gold jewelry. 
So seven o'clock in the evening, you've got the everybody returning. So as you say, you've had several hours prospectively of mahjong, and then uh, and distant relatives having the chance to meet up. Um, and then seven o'clock onwards is the banquet. Now, as you say, shark's fin is still a main factor, but it's starting to reduce a little bit. But what are the the key sort of aspects of a Chinese banquet for a wedding? Yeah, shark fin has really decreased. A lot of hotels don't even offer it as option anymore.、Uh, but obviously,、uh, the whole pig. The whole roasted pig is is a big part of that, and and other celebration kind of dishes like abalone or hoi sam, the sea urchin and、uh, fish is always a big thing, and chicken. These are just basically traditionally expensive ingredients that you only put on plates or, or banquets when when you have a celebration to do, right? Obviously, nowadays we're much more fortunate. It's not it doesn't seem as as, as special,、uh, you know, having abalone things like this, but. Traditionally, that's why you have these, with a lack of better word, expensive dishes. It's 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 a time of celebration. So the bridal party, you'll be all together with close family members. You know, generally, at a wedding party like that or wedding banquet, what would the numbers of people be? On average, in Hong Kong, it's two hundred fifty guests per wedding.、Uh, we didn't have that many. Uh, we kept it a bit smaller, but on average, if we take all the numbers of guests, etc., it's about two hundred fifty people. And then once the banquet's finished.、Uh, Once the banquet's finished, depends.、Uh, a lot of modern couples now book out a club and they go clubbing or like they go to a bar kind of thing. I kind of didn't think of that、uh, at all when we had our wedding, but it turns out that the hotel that we had had an upstairs bar, so we basically went up there、uh, for people that stayed、uh, on a, on a Saturday night. So、uh, that was really fun. Now, with traditional Chinese weddings, do they still? I mean,、uh, is this long gone, or do people still cover the face sometimes when a bride comes out? Yes, so usually you have a headwear, and、uh, you have uh, uh, covered your face.、Uh, not too much to avail in a, in a Western style wedding, actually. But that will be during when you pick up the bride, and that will be the first time you see your bride、uh, unveiled on on that day. Yeah, your tagline is modern tradition. So can you tell me more about that? Yes. So one is that we want to make our big day the modern tradition, something that you can not live without when you're planning a wedding. But on the other aspect is that. Everything that we do, it doesn't necessarily mean it's traditional, or you know, you're doing everything the old way, but more just finding a little bit more deeper about about the meanings behind the culture of of all these、uh, little things that we talked about today.、Uh, just understanding the Gordana, you might choose not to do it, but at least we want to be a gateway to the endowment. Yeah, the endowment, the uh, uh, the hair combing ceremony. Look, you might choose that you it's not for you, but at least. Uh, understanding the culture a little bit, you know. I think, obviously, there's a lot of conflict between mainland Chinese and, and Hong Kong at the moment. But I think, nevertheless, it's still a heritage. It, 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 to me, it, it, it's important to find out those where those things come, where those culture come from, why we did those things, more than just finding out like, oh, these are the games that your bridesmaid should to do. These things are, you know, more superficial、uh, things. And you know, again, you know, you might choose not to do any of it, but. But I think when I was doing more research around this, I just I feel like a deeper connection to to the to the heritage and the the culture that we have around this, and the years and years and years of thinking、uh, and and how this evolved to what it is today, and all the symbolism and all the way of thinking about fertility and, and what family means is interesting.
Now, being a wedding platform, I mean, and you said about, you know, you've got photographers on there, etc. If people are taking upwards of hundreds of photographs of their wedding, um, and as a sort of a web person yourself, what would you suggest? I mean, is it, you know, how do you tell the world afterwards or how do you tell your relatives? I mean, I like the ideas of having a nice bound wedding album, but uh, I presume a lot of people do it now online. Yes, so the couples right now uh, can actually come to our website and uh, put uh, their wedding photos on uh, pre-wedding or wedding photos on, on the platform itself so they can share it with, with friends and family. My thanks to Jerome Tam talking there on his new platform, Our Big Day, which you can find at ourbigday.hk. Thanks for listening and join me next week on Hong Kong Heritage. <laughs>